You smell funny. I'm a real fish nut. I really like fish. No, 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 fishing! Now, inshore, offshore. If it's in the water, we'll tell you how to get it in the boat. It's Flats Mafia Radio on 102.5 The Bone. It's like fishing with dynamite. That's my V Radio 102.5 The Bone. I am your host, Captain Bubba Bencourt. I'm in the studio with the one and only Dad, JG, James Garrison. Murning. And the one and only Ryan Hoppy. What's up, dude? Sup, dude? <laughs> uh, happy uh, sequel to Mile. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Happy sequel to Mile. Happy birthday to my boy Nelson. Turned like 57 today. I'm just joking. I think he's 41, 42 Ouch. today. He's definitely not happy watching. Happy birthday, Nell. Happy birthday, Nell. He's not watching this, but he might catch the intro. We got, a, we got a great show for you guys today. A lot of things happened this week. Uh, King of the Beach was yesterday. Amazing turnout over there. Uh, we started filming on Monday. You know, we got a little bit of stories about that. Fished the tournament on um, on Friday. Uh, came in third. Didn't win anything. It was a charity tournament. But uh, a lot of lot of stuff going on, especially the, now with the, the closure. That's the, the closure. big one right there. Snook, redfish, and trout. We're going to get into that in our second segment. And uh, I know there's a lot of people upset about it, but uh, oh well, rules are rules. Got to follow them. There ain't nothing you can do about it now. No, but now's not the time. Yeah, you could have did stuff about it earlier, but you know we'll get into that. And if you guys really do feel like speaking your mind on it, um, I know these guys didn't want me to open the lines, but I'm gonna open them anyways. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five. If you guys want to talk about that, but we'll get into that to our second segment. Right now, we're gonna go right into King of the Beach. Uh, I had the opportunity to co-host the event yesterday, the weigh-in. Um, basically had me running around and interviewing people in the line when they're walking in with their bags, trying to get some information out of them, and then catching them on the opposite side after they weighed their fishing. Uh, that's a that's a long day for you. I mean, dude, I I was there at 3 o'clock sharp. I left probably. I mean, it's not, it's not as bad as everybody else's is actually running the running that joint. Yeah, because Jim, when I seen Jim, Jim was Jim was leaking. I mean, it looked like someone threw a five-gallon bucket on him, and he was running around. They had the whole live team stream there. I mean, they, I can tell you this. I worked the event two years ago, and I remember them weighing it. Here's the biggest thing. I think there was only half the boats that registered weighed in. I don't think a lot of people either caught a big fish or didn't catch fish. So I think it was the number was right around like 300 boats that weighed in. Cause and there's six-plus. 700 boats. 700 boats? Yeah, I believe there was 700 boats in it. Um, so we're, two years ago when y'all all came out, that line was wrapped around and it was it was already dark. It was, that line was insane. Well, this year that line was moving. First two t- teams that pretty much weigh in, these guys were super pumped up. I mean, they, they both came in with really good fish. A 42-pound fish, uh, and I think the other one was 41 and then, you know, you always got that one team in the back that's, like, hanging on, don't want to weigh their fish until right at the end. And there was rumors going around, there's a 60-pound fish in one of these bags, 60-pound fish. And I kept walking into that line trying to get people to talk to me. And finally, we get these guys close enough to the table where we had the camera set up. And the head guy, he had no voice. He he didn't want From wooing. 
<laughs> on the boat after he caught his 52-pounder. Oh, he, he had to. He had to. So they, I see them dragging this bag in. I'm like, man. So I go back to the other side. Well, after you weigh uh, in, you kind of. People can trick you with them bags, though. I know. I know. But some people just hang the tail out just so they can get some looks. Yeah. You know? And or some people just put extra ice in it. Yeah. So it looks like they're struggling with it. <laughs> I like the I like the guys that can, you know, they're holding on one shoulder and they're just walking around. No big deal. Yeah. No, I. They, how about this? Did you see the guy who had no kingfish bag? He looked like Crocodile Dundee, and he was he- holding his kingfish in his hand with one hand. I did. I did. Yes. I mean, dude. <laughs> I was wondering if he was going to eat that after because <laughs> he had no ice on it, nothing. He's just letting it roast out there in that heat for a 40-minute line to get to the front. 40. It probably was longer than that. But it was. It, it was a, it's a well-put-together. Old Salts put, does just amazing things. Um, the whole city of Madeira, St. Pete, it, it was just an absolute great event. Thousands of people. I don't, I don't know what time you left, but when they started doing the actual, like, crowning and stuff of King of the Beach, I felt like it was probably close to four or 5,000 people there. It, just, it, got, it got a lot more crowded towards uh, the end of the oh, day. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I was well, watching a lot of the live feed, too. Yeah. And it, um, you know, once that sun finally started going down, that's when it, you know, got a little more comfortable. But it was crazy because I'm there with Kelly. Me and Kelly co-hosted the event together. And we were getting ready to kind of first do our testing of the live feed. And they're like, all right, guys, come out from the tent because our lighting's bad. So we're there. And then they had technical difficulties. And then, like, no lie, just out of just being roasted, me and her slowly moved back like 10 feet. And before you knew it, we were already underneath the tent. I'm like, did you realize that we just got Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's planned. That's planned. Dude, it was... It was, uh, it was roasty. Steamy, steamy yeah. hot. But, you know, shout let's out get to... to the, let's get to the winners real quick. The 52. 52 and change. Team, team uh, Don team, Ray. Yeah, Don Ray. Um, $106,000. These guys entered in everything you can enter. The Calcutta thing. They were up for the hundred and six, and then guess what? They they walked away yesterday with a hundred and six thousand dollar check, and there was a lot of boats. I mean, believe it or not, man. Like even in that, the overall division. I mean, if you caught a fish that was twenty five, twenty six pounds, you're gonna you were, get paid. You were in something, yeah. Yeah, and then then when there I was heard, a lot of forty, a lot of forty uh, pound fish caught too. I saw. Yeah, and in high thirties, but then you got the macro division where. You can enter the macro division in first place pays five thousand dollars. Yeah, for a five pound for fish. a five pound macro. Yeah. Dude. I feel like you could go to the marker out in front of Gandhi. I'll tell you right now, you go to the hard hat. You probably go to the hard <laughs> hat and get it. You can get them in the cast net. Bro, we caught one up we caught one in uh at Fourth Street that we'll probably would have placed this week. I'm not even joking, but there's there's just so many events and I, I was telling Jim, I say, hey, Jim, I don't know if I'm gonna be able you know, to to do this next year because I really would like to fish it. I mean, even as going in as a single-engine division, you know, you do the whole thing with the Calcutta, you just never know if you're going to get lucky, man. So single-engine was 34.29 pounds. Walked, walked away with a brand-new Suzuki. Yeah. You got youth division at 20.9. Yep. You got – we talked about the macro at 5.12, and the ladies' division was 24.5. You know, and that's the thing. All you gotta do is put one chick on your boat. You enter in the ladies' division. Then now you gotta you could bring in two fish. So now you got the ladies' division that you possibly could win. You're in the overall, and then you enter in the macro. Hell, throw one kid on there. You're almost in every category. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? 
throw one kid in there and <laughs> put a kid on the boat, sign him up, let's go. All right. And uh, I mean, get one guy that drive from a different state in. And now next you got, thing you know, you're you got them all. You're in the travel division too. You got every division. Your team's filled. That's you it. You might not know each other. Who knows? You might have spent two grand on your entry free, but <laughs> entry free. <laughs> Oh, your entry fee, but but yeah, it was it was an it was really fun, man. I they do a, they do they do an awesome yeah, job. Yeah, I had a blast. I ran into some people, man, to come up and introduce themselves. They recognized me and had like had nice conversations with some people yesterday. Uh, one of the kids I met yesterday towards the end, uh, his name was Carter. Me and him, me and his dad started talking like we've been friends for fifteen years. I didn't, and he started breaking something down to me was I didn't know that Rocky Creek originally started. Way up past Gun, did you know that? Oh yeah, yeah. And then he started telling me all about it, and we pulled It'll out show the you map. on the map. Yeah, yeah. He pulled out the map because he used to know somebody that lived on this big property where they used to hunt and fish. And he was like, "Dude, we used to catch big old catfish and bass out of their way up in the creek." Yep. So, um, you know, big shout out to all our fans that that uh, came up. You know, big shout out to all the winners as well. You know, it's it's uh, anytime you can go in a tournament like that, King of the Beach. That I mean, that's your big bragging rights. It's a big payday. Anytime you can do that and weigh in a fish, because it was, even though I talked to everybody yesterday, they said, oh, the weather wasn't too bad. You know, it's like a two-foot chop or whatever. From when I looked at it, I guess, you know, depending on how it is offshore, I saw those flags, and they were ripping straight across. You know, when you were at the beach, how was that breeze? It was a pretty. I don't know. I just I just felt like a, I was sitting in a stove. <laughs> Not in a stove. In a, you know what I'm saying? I felt like I was just sitting there in baking in a cookie sheet. Yeah. I was like, we got to get out of here. She's like, you fish all the time. And it's like, I'm like, it's different. My mind's occupied. It's like here and you're at the beach and I have a five-year-old. Like, you know, she don't let me, I don't get to sit down or anything and relax at the beach with her. I got to get going. No, no, this is what I told somebody in line yesterday. I said, it's not the same. Like when you're out on a boat at any any moment in time, you could be like, all right, let's turn, turn the AC, AC on, on. Yeah. full throttle. And now you're getting some cold air. You know, it makes a difference. When, But when you're just sitting somewhere and you can't get up and go and you're just it's like, baking. It's, it's like God put on broil. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what. And I, I can tell you this. There's a bunch of them dudes that came through. Roasted. Uh, oh, my God. They took their glasses off. They're hammered drunk, red-faced, hammered drunk. And I heard a lot of them when we were in line talking to uh, Tony Lopez and Krista Tucker. They were Guys were complaining about the bite because they were saying there was fish all around that couldn't get them to eat. And then one guy was like in the middle of blue runners. Said he had a school of blue runners around and couldn't get a bite. Yeah, a lot of people said, I mean, it, my one of my buddies went and caught, went way off and saw a shrimp boat anchored up and he ended up catching his fish underneath the shrimp boat. They caught two kingfish. They caught a tuna. One I don't guy, know if that is that legal. Fish behind a shrimp boat? No, no, no. He wasn't cleaning his nets. He was just anchored up. They just oh, okay. fished underneath it. That's a I, blessing there, though, still. I mean, that, that boat has to have kind of scent on it. put out some residue. Yeah. But then you had people that went out there. They caught tuna. They caught grouper. They caught all kinds. Do you see the guy with the sailfish? No. Okay, so a guy caught a sailfish, which I don't really agree with this. He could have just, you know, I know he brought it to show it off. I don't know if he was going to eat it or not, but... Right there by the saltwater hippie, they had that little Volkswagen bug, yep. and he put the sailfish in one of the bags and had it with the fin all up so people can see it. So, I mean, it was iced down, so I don't know if he was going to eat uh, it or gotta not. Let, you got to let that fish go. Yeah, you got to let that fish go. But I heard a lot of tuna being caught yesterday. Yeah, a lot of tuna. Dudes, they were running off, man. 
Oh no, they ran. Uh, there was a couple people I heard it. They hundred. Yeah, yeah. They they. I they, mean, to catch selfish stuff like that's where they've been catching. They, I think some people ran as far as as north as uh, Boca or south as Boca. Yeah. So I mean, it, all in all, like I said, it was crazy to see only half the boats weigh in. And that just I, means I, it was tough. It was that's tough. What that means. And, but there was still a lot of good quality fish caught. Yeah, there was. You know, so but I, I, you never know in that tournament even ending up in 26th place. So you never know what your fish can end up in 26th place. Always weigh in. Always weigh in. You always weigh in. Even if you're looking at that board and you know your fish is not there, like that dude sitting there spinning his on the ground, but you you still weigh it in. You got to do it. You got to do it. I mean, I could imagine this guy that had 52 pounds because they got scales on the boat. They got an idea what they got. Um, Well, actually, I don't know if they do or not, but they can look at the board and you know when you got a 50-plus pounder in your boat already? You possibly could win a hundred thousand dollars. You're wooing the whole way. Oh, you yeah. got, hope they you got a designated hey, driver. They didn't catch that fish till two o'clock. Yeah, oh. They didn't catch nothing until two o'clock. That was the one they caught. Hey, it ain't about quality. I mean, uh, quantity. It's about the quality. Yeah. Well, we're gonna take a real quick break. Uh, this is brought to you by Southeastern Fishing Tackle, Hula Bay Club, Dan Dan James Rock Company. We'll be back shortly. We're gonna get into this closure. Flash Mafia Radio, one two five. The Bone. <laughs> Flats Mafia Radio on 102.5 The Bone. Flats Mafia Radio on 102.5 The Bone. Welcome back to Flats Mafia Radio, brought to you by Southeastern Fishing Tackle. Flats Mafia Radio, 102.5 The Bone. Brought to you by Southeastern Fishing Tackle. Oh, hey, now that, now that I'm looking at that real quick, Hula Bay's uh, dock is, is fixed. Is fixed. It is fixed. So you can take your boats up there and park and eat and drink and do your yep. thing. I actually used it on Friday. It How works. was it? It works good. I'd like to say thank you to Southeastern as well, too, because I had to have a couple of rods fixed. I snapped one doing something stupid last week. They hooked me up. $6 out the door. I'm, I'm out of there. Yeah. Well, I can tell you this. I'll be there Monday morning because me and you had a conversation. Uh, I saw a probably the biggest Kobe I've ever seen in my life and we didn't have anything really to throw at it I didn't even have a big rod on the boat nor did I even have the gaff because it's that time of year you gotta have yeah, it you gotta have it I, ready yeah I told you if you guys are going out fishing y'all need to definitely take a big rod one for just in case you happen to see a tarpon but more importantly because of the cobia and I went up to a marker just to go catch bait on Tuesday or Wednesday and as I was pulling up to the marker, this cobia fully breaches out of the water, hit, slams the water. I'm like, oh, my God. I look at Mikel. I said, Mikel, did you see that? And his eyes, I could see his eyes big behind his glasses. And we pull up, and he's circling around that marker, bro. And, it, you know, he was so big, but he was only on one single marker, so it wasn't like a range marker. And he, I, at one point, he was almost swimming towards the boat, and I could get a good look at his head. His head looked 15 inches long. As wide as Hoppy's shoe. I ain't even joking. <laughs> Hoppy, take one of your shoes off. Throw it over here. No, no, no. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah. But his head, that, if I had to guess, I mean, me and you and Jeff saw a monster one a couple years back that we end up seeing the guy later on catch it, and he brought it to the boat ramp. This fish was 75, 80 pounds. We threw greenbacks at it. We threw pinfish at it. We put fish on a bobber. We put fish on a free line. Everything that we possibly could do. Not that we were going to catch it because we only had four thousands on twenty. That's what the guy caught it on. On that one, yeah, you're right. 
He fought it for four hours, he said. Did he really? Yeah. Well, dude, this was a four-hour fish. So just so you guys know, bring the big rods out. It's that time of the year. Keep them on your boat. Just bring one. And like I was saying, I'll make my way to Southeastern. I'm going to take my big rod, and I'm going to put that eel on there and have that eel hooked up, and it will not leave the boat. Yeah, like stay if, on if, the you're boat. Already, if you already have bait, you know, rig it up with a regular hook and throw live bait at it is what I would suggest. But if you don't have bait yet, have that eel or some type of lure ready to go, ready to throw I, at it. I mean, I almost recommend having the eel at all times because still, at the end of the day, I've thrown live bait at a cobia, and he didn't want it. But you present him that eel, and you're somehow being able to work it in his face, they'll jump all over it. So it's almost like you need to have the – the eel set up on a rod that you never take off, and then you got to have another big rod ready for uh, the live bait because you never know what they're going to want to eat. So it's that time of the year. Check the markers. Uh, oh, Justin's here, here out go. there this year. Here we go. All right, look, Joe Cruz. He's watching. He's watching the live Facebook feed here, and he said, "Now there's going to be 55 more boats on them." I mean, we're talking about fishing. What are we supposed to do? Not talk about fish? Uh, well, I can tell you this: if you didn't I mean, know, if you didn't know about cobia and how cobia work. And how they they're on markers. We're not telling you certain markers. You can run thirty markers from here they're to not, the skyway. Yeah, they're on any marker. I mean, you, you, you look know, at every marker. You know, Joe. There's plenty of Kobe out there. Yeah, I mean, Most of the on. time, there's three or four Kobe on one marker. They they run together. So, I mean, sorry, bud. Sorry Twice we've been told we've been ruining fisheries around yeah, here because it's a sorry. fishing show. We're gonna have to talk about a little fishing. Sorry that we ruined your fishing hole. I mean, uh, but what's what's gonna hurt the Kobe? Yes, let's talk about it. Is is the closure that happened with snook, redfish, and trout? That's going to put more pressure. That's where these meat guys are going to go. They're going to go after the triple tail, cobia, and they're going to go north. Yes, they're going to start fishing north. These guys that have to have the trout, they're going to go north. Which I don't care. You better have your lower unit ready. Have a spare one. Who in in the inside the boat? I don't care. Did it close? And me and you were talking when 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 we were uh, just on break. Friday, I fished a tournament and caught nine keeper snook. And when I say keeper, I mean between 28 and a half inches to 31 inches. You mean in, in, in the slot. slot? In the slot. Yeah, we didn't keep the fish, obviously. Um, in the slot, the guys on the boat were like, oh, my God, we never never even been on a boat that's caught this many keeper snook or you know, that's a good day to catch a, that many keeper in slot snooks. In slot. That, I mean, that that's what the closure's done for last year. That's yeah. how that's how you got to this point. Exactly. And now eventually those fish that were all let go and that, that have been let go in this last closure here, there were those bigger fish. Those fish are going to turn into breeders. And then it's going to just... It saved a lot it of fish this year. It saved a because, lot of fish, but, I mean, people, come on, man. It is not that big of a deal. Your, your life's not going to be over because you can't eat a snook, redfish, or trout. Oh well, fishing's a sport. I do I do it for the sport. Yeah, I'm gonna have clients. I, I very rarely get that client that's a meat monger anyways that wants to catch meat. And most of the time, if they want to catch meat, I'm gonna just put them on snapper anyways. Yeah, you're not going to catch redfish with them when they want to catch meat. I mean no. you're you're taking them snapper fishing, you're taking them macro fishing. Yeah. You just it's I, I don't understand it. And and at the end of the day, if you got kids, if you have kids right now that or under the age of 15 that love to fish, and you're one of those people that are uh, that are pissed off because you want to keep those fish, you got to think about the, the future for your kids because this is only going to make fishing better for your kids as it goes on and their kids because we have to do this. Red Tide screwed up a lot of things. I still feel like the bay 
is healthy, at least with the snook-wise and trout-wise, yeah, there's plenty of fish out there. There's a ton of juvenile fish. There's a, I'm seeing way more. Uh, remember that me and Amando a couple years back, we got into a little argument about slot fish. I'm, excuse me, over slot fish. I'm starting to see a ton of over slot fish. They're out there. Dude, I mean, you're in the spawn now too, so the, the yeah. fish are out. They're doing their thing. So, but it, I'm, it's good. But it, it's next year. I, I don't see how they can keep snook closed next year. No, at least in our area. I don't know what Sarasota's doing. Yeah, because you don't what. know how. Because the South got hit way worse than us. Yes, they they got the brunt of it. We didn't we didn't get that much of it inside the bay. No, we because we're the armpit. So we very well could be getting their influx of fish that moved. Exactly, and that's so, what I think could happen. But we still don't have redfish numbers like we have. No, the redfish numbers are way no, down. That, and that and I think that's that's the biggest thing, guys. I mean, I'm, we're talking five we're talking five six years ago chasing schools of five hundred fish that look like a Volkswagen driving underneath the water to where now you're like, oh man, I'm on a school of redfish of forty fish, like that's a huge difference, five hundred fish to fifty or forty fifty fish. So like you could be mad all you want. Actually, you could tell me if you're mad about it. And tell me your reasons if you want, because the lines are open, 727-579-1025. And you can, you know, make your argument. And I'll I'll listen, but I can tell you this, FWC don't give a damn. They're going to (laughs) say, you're going to follow the rules. And you know what's messed up is? There's still going to be, there's poachers out there still. Ah, they've been, there's people been keeping them, yeah. The entire life, people who who go out there, they don't care. They'll, they'll keep snook that are under underneath the slot. They won't even keep a fish that's in the slot out of season. But the problem I, there's there's tons of boats. There's tons of people fishing now. It's not like it's not ten years ago there was when there you might see thirty people at the boat ramp. You go out there on a Saturday, you can't park. No, you've run out of parking. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, there's a lot of pressure everywhere. Just imagine the fishery after a year of it being closed. It'll just be so much better the year after. Yeah, like it doesn't. And and, and at the end of the day, once that happens then I still think there should be a season and it shouldn't be open. Redfish shouldn't be open all the time either. I say unless put, unless the, it, something changes where you start seeing a lot more numbers, well, yeah. Well, I, I, what needs to happen is we need to have some more of those you want the hatcheries. Put, you want them to put tags? Tags uh, like they do alligators? No. You get a certain amount of fish No, no, you, we don't got to do that. <laughs> we don't got to do that. What I'm just I saying mean, is I'd like to see more red. I'd like to see more of the redfish we, hatcheries yeah, we happen. Need, yeah, that'd be great. You know, I don't know. I don't know. What do you got to do to get behind something like that, or or, or, or what? Um, I mean, CCA does a lot of stuff. I they know do. that they do good at, at it, but I mean, the redfish numbers are are still even when they go to open it, it still should be a season on it. And I know some of you guys might not like that, but it is what it is. I mean, if trout's your jam, and that's your favorite fish to eat, then yeah, then travel up north. It's not that big of a deal. Just pay attention where you're going. Yeah, and if you not, know, you're people in home your... assassin, they're they're not. I mean, they're friendly people, but you start running around there and doing some of the things you do here in Tampa, yeah. they're going to light you up there. Well, there's places you go missing, homeless Yeah. I mean, it. Th- there's a lot of dumb things happening in the Tampa Bay area with people on boats. So, yeah. I don't we, know. We, we still have to. We should, we should do a whole show just sitting at the boat ramp. You were saying the other day when, you, when I was picking you up, just the stuff that happens at the boat ramp every weekend. I had, to, I had to sit there for 20 minutes and watch people back their boat in. They pass us because me and you are sitting on the side like we're supposed to. We're getting our boat ready on the side of the ramp before we back it down the ramp, right? Yeah. So we're getting the transom saver off. We're getting our poles in, you know, whatever we're doing and, you know, plug everything ready to go. So that way when we're backing down the ramp, all you do is you just back the boat in the water and you drive off. 
But you go out there on a Saturday, 75% of the people are doing that as their boat is sitting in the ramp in the in the uh, backwards position. They're backed up. Yeah. That's and they're doing that, and you're just sitting there waiting. You Finally, got you got mad at me. You're like, just put it in between them. It's like, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I'm already on the boat, we're ready to go. I mean, it don't matter. I don't need to sit at the dock. I'll back up, reverse in between both boats, and sit and wait for you to come out, and I'll come back and pick you up. But – <clears throat> you always say we should do a video about uh, how to know, do it properly. How, yeah. to, how to properly yeah. la- launch your boat and how to properly, you know, put it back on the trailer. I mean, if it wasn't for somebody who passed us and watched what we're doing, like, what are these guys doing? You know, and then they pass, they go around us and then stop in front of us, and now we're sitting there waiting on them. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is what it is. You know, you have your weekend warriors that are still learning. But people, redfish, snook, trout. Closed till 2020, May what, May, is it May 20th? What? I don't um, know. It's May from May 11th to May 20th, I believe, or May 31st of 2020. So, I and you know, the question, you know, being a guide, the question comes up is like, oh, how's this going to hurt the captains? And, you know, I don't, like I said, I very rarely get people on my boat that like just want to, go out and just slaughter the fish and just catch whatever they can catch. Yeah, it's about an experience. It's it. It's, it's it, it, You're creating memories. More of, the, more of my clients want the nice picture. You know, and it's, like I said, it's a sport. If you want fish that bad, go to Cox Seafood. Go to Publix. I mean, yeah, you got to pay for it. Oh, well. Just well it's a lot that, cheaper than a charter. So yeah, I, it if is meat, a lot If meat is your goal, yeah. Exactly. Go to Bonefish or something or whatever. Yeah, you can plug go you get a do. real nice. Bo- go, excuse me. Go to Hula Bay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah go get that's you. where I eat my fish. I mean, to be honest, that's where I eat it. I don't. I don't keep. I'm out there for the sport. That's it. I, and, but I and, would keep one every once in a while. But like we talked, when's the last time? Two years ago, March first, me and you went after Snook. Snook. Snook season open. We went, and that exact same day, we both, me, you, T Dub, all three of us caught us a Snook in the slot. We all kept it. Caught nine more that day in the slot. Yeah. That was another crazy day. And that was two years that, ago. That's not even the overs we caught. We caught overs. Yeah. Like, even filming, like, we'll get into that after the break. But, yeah. I mean, we caught, I don't know, what, 40, 50 snook? Yeah. And then we and it, and I would say at least five of them were over, and then we still caught a bunch in the slot. Yeah, I mean, you got you to gotta fight the little juvenile, the little males running around top of the water to get the big fish underneath them. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that filming that we did. This is brought to you by Southeast and Fishing Tackle. This is Flats Mafia Radio, 102.5 The Bone. We'll be back shortly. Flats Mafia Radio on 102.5 The Bone. Uh, you know, we made it made a couple people upset. I like it when there's controversy out there. I do too. I, I mean, I, it, it just makes it it makes it better for radio. It makes it better. Good wine just put something up. You know, saying, "Hey, there's an old timer who said the same thing ten years ago, and ten years before that, another old timer said it." Every generation, someone's going to complain. And you know, you're in Florida. You're in the you're in the fishing capital of the world. It's just going to get worse. But dude, we're 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 a fishing show. Yeah, we got to talk about fishing. Yeah, we got to talk about fishing. Joe, we love you, kid. We we love you. You know, you take care of us all the time at at, at Power Pole. But 
on this one here, bud. I don't know. So, I mean, he didn't, he didn't say nothing wrong. No, I mean, yeah, he we're it. talking about it. Might get people excited about Kobe, and they might say, "Hey, I heard they're everywhere, and I'm gonna go catch one today. Yeah. Go get it. Go yeah. get one." But it, but I'm not gonna lie to you about that pressure. When when I pulled up on that Kobe, you know, we had a couple shots at him, and then he he, he went down. So then we went to another marker, still trying to catch bait. Came back five minutes later. He came back up. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Joe in on a little secret. Yeah, come back once they get spooked. Come back in an hour. That fish will be there again. I would. I wasn't even doing an hour. I was doing every ten minutes. Yeah. Because we tried to catch that fish like six different occasions, and we were still trying to catch bait. We ended up not even catching bait. We had a couple baits left in the live well that we were able to throw at them. You know what? Bring a uh, bring an eel and a spear gun. About that. Or a bow. I'll tell you what. Right now, if I had a bow, you better have I, a Mac Daddy bow. Hey, if I had a bow, not that I've ever even shot a bow and hit anything. This guy's head was so big, I promise you I'd have hit something on it. Think, yeah, it was probably just bounced off. Yeah, that, it's got a big... I don't even know what we would have done if we would have hooked it and then got it to the boat. At that point, putting that Kobe in the boat, if you didn't have a place to put him or have a bat to bang him over his dome, <laughs> i tell you what, he's going to get in there and break somebody's leg or break all your rods. So that's one thing, people. You need to understand this. If you're going to catch a Kobe, you, one, need a gaff. That's especially if you start getting into the bigger ones. And then once you gaff it, you need to make sure you have something big enough to put them in. Because most of the time, these cobia that are the big ones, they ain't going to fit in your cooler. So you got to have a fish box or, or, or attempt to try to put it in your cooler. Because if not... Uh, you got to have one of them bonefish boats, bro. That, that Movado has a huge... Yeah, that's a, a kill box, right? I yeah. can lay in that thing. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I, I can too. Half <laughs> Halfway. <laughs> I, go, can't lay in there. I can put half my body in there Hoppy are you upset No I'm not mad at all Okay well cause you, you got your Your resting Yeah Resting you B face say, on You can say that I think I don't know if you can Resting can't. bitch face Yeah I don't know I'm good <laughs> Okay Alright <laughs> Just focused on making the show sound good Man you do such a good job at it Thank you Hoppy Thank so, you Ryan uh, Hoppy Thank you very much We appreciate you We appreciate you every Sunday I appreciate it um, so we we went out, filmed ep- not necessarily episode one, but we filmed a Tampa episode on Monday. Greg came out, had an extra cameraman, two boats, me, you, T Dub, Big Halsey, everybody but Paige, everybody but Paige. And if I have to say, compared to our first season in the Tampa Bay area, which is our backyard. And I tell you what I won't do in Tampa is fish in August again and film. We'll yeah. fish in August. That happens, but I ain't filming in August. No inshore fishing. No, no, it's not worth it. Now we kind of started off a little slow. We're Bait catching. was tough. Bait was tough. Which one? Bait's been it's been tricky all year so far. It should be on a flat roaming everywhere. It's I'm just a, it's, I'm gonna tell you something right now. Earliest, I was the first person at the boat ramp Friday morning. Put the boat in the water. I mean, I'll tell you like this. I was so prepared the night before. I had ice on the drinks, boat gassed up, charged up. I even put my belt on my shorts before I even put my shorts on and let them sit overnight with my belt on. That's how prepared I was that day, right? I, I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I normally don't. And let me tell you, I'm not going to do it anymore because I end up putting my belt on backwards and then I'm trying to tighten it the other way. Yeah, you like to twist your belt. To- anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so, talk about belts here. Whatever. We get to the – I get right across – Right across the bay, in some in the dark, in some pretty rough stuff to the point where I felt like 
maybe the hall cracked a couple times, and I wasn't the only one that said that. I saw Timmy on the flat. He said, yeah, pretty much he thought he lost his phone. It was pretty rough. And when you can't see the waves coming in the dark, it's a different ball game. Get to the flat, start chumming in the dark. You know, first two casts got like six pieces of bait, but I was like, all right, hey, it's white bait. Cool. Start chumming again, boom, 50, 50, 60. Sun came up, gone. Never caught another piece of white bait. Caught 600 pinfish. As soon as the sun came up, those white baits were disappeared the, on the Were the, the hood ducks around? Yeah, but they weren't in my slit. But, like, it, it was... I could not believe it. I'm, I was so pumped up. I'm like, man, this is great. I'm 50 a throw. I'm okay with 50 a throw. And then it was like, all right, well, I didn't even feel like I had enough baits. I I, I had a six-hour trip. It was a six-hour charity trip. I was like, hopefully I have enough. But you one thing that I did Friday, I did not chum a lot. I, I went Every spot we went to, we caught fish, and I maybe chummed. If I had to guess on how many pieces of bait I threw out, I probably chum maybe forty pieces of bait the whole day, until well, yeah, I mean, until the end of the day. When you're chumming heavy, you start out, you throw a you throw a chum bat out, and once you start the bite, you only chum again when the bite stops. You don't just yeah, you don't just randomly just yeah. keep throwing chum out. I but mean, sometimes and and then sometimes it's just better to just first of all try to throw a bait in there, try to throw a bait before you actually throw chum because believe it or not, sometimes it spooks that them. Bait, well, that or as soon as that bait hits the water, boom, it's smoked. Boom, well, when, fish when you got right some, away. when you got some big fish that might be over slots sitting in a sitting in a spot where you say you can't see them, you don't have a tower and you can't see them. If you let it rain fifty baits on top of there and they all hit the water, they're gonna. Sometimes they're gonna that spook. fish more than likely is gonna swim off. Yeah, I was, yeah, I'd like to. When I'm personally fishing, yeah, I just want to chuck one in there. First yeah. cast, the best cast. That's it. That's what they always say. So we we film. I felt like we got some good quality fish on camera. I. I catch one towards the end of the day, like, yeah, that that that's the one. And then Halsey catches one, like, oh no, 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 that's the one. And then we're literally T Dove's the only person still with the rod in the water. And he hooks that slob. And we're like, Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And uh you that know, one, I think that that one's probably thirty five, I think he measured. Yeah. And like we said. So what we had we had like four fish that were uh over thirty, and then we might might have had, I don't know, forty snook, but we couldn't we didn't film every single yeah. Snook we caught because a lot of them looked the same. Well, you know what it is too is I, I'm, I'm. It was almost like when we did that March Madness video on our YouTube, dude. I, I couldn't catch a fish till almost two o'clock. I know you were rubbing it off on me a little bit too. But I tell you what, as soon as I popped it off, I mean, I got on a little heater and then I was all right. But I, I mean, I just could not catch a fish. But you know, we stuck with our plan. You know, bait, bait was a struggle again, but. We made it happen, and I feel very, very – we still got to cut interviews for it, but I feel very comfortable with uh, the footage we got. Yeah, it was a good day. Yeah. It's definitely. a typical day right now, and it, it's actually just going to get better right now. I mean, there, there's spots I want to go to downtown that we need to go check. Yeah. I, I, I can tell you what right now. You know, now. That back in – that this was five years ago that all the, all those fish were over, over slot, and yeah. now they just have to be just, you know uh, – Kobe a real type stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to drop like a, a six shot. Yeah, I mean, face even then, five years ago when we were catching them, every one of them was over slot, and they were eating uh, thread fins the size of your hand. Well, we need to go. I got some time this week before Friday. Hoppy, what we got? We have Zeke who is on the phone line who wants to ask you guys uh, something. All right, Zeke, what's up? 
How you doing, guys? I want to uh, comment a little bit on the fish closures and and possibly shine some light on why so many people are upset about it. All right. Um, the thing is, the reason a lot of people are upset is this was just taken from us from the opinions of a few small groups, uh, uh, the FGA, the CCA. Um, we want the we want these laws to be uh, governed by the people. Not a few small groups, not the FWC. We want to have say-so in it. We want to vote on these issues. We're not all against the closures. We're fine with the closures, but we want the masses of people to say, hey, let's close this down. We don't want a couple small groups saying this is what we need to do. Well, let me tell you this. I mean, you you have the opportunity to do that. You can actually get groups of people. The opportunity... I'll go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, I mean, you could, you could when it, when they, when they go do that thing in Tallahassee, you're able to go and speak, and yeah, you have to go up against these other people. But I mean, if you, if you can bring a following and 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 be able to show some kind of data instead of just saying it, you you do have a voice when it comes to it. But the problem is, is they hold the meetings for the Southwest Division in a little place called Havana, Florida. Have you ever been to Havana, Florida? We uh, kind of live in Havana, Florida here. <laughs> no, I have well, not been to Havana. You have not been to Havana, Florida. And they hold that meeting at 8 a.m. on a weekday where the average guy that works can't go to that meeting. And that is not right. That's not right at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to agree with me on that. Okay, listen. Know, I, that, well, I mean. It, they have other ones, though. They have other meetings that you can attend that they, that are pre-scheduled so you know they're happening in advance. So if you have a how come these meetings are not more publicized, you know, in Perry, Florida, they run that meeting in the front page of their newspaper. I know several people that showed up for the changes in their division voiced their opinion and they didn't change their rules in Perry, Florida. But they don't do those things here. They don't make people aware of what the meetings are. You got to. You got to. You got to make yourself if you if you want to be aware of you got to make yourself aware of and you got to make go and, and do the further things you need to do to feel like that you're voicing your opinion. But at the end of the day, FWC says what it is, and that's what it is. And if it, it's another year that it's closed, it's another year that it's closed. It's only going to – fishing's only going to be better. So, But the FWC didn't say what it was. They took the opinions of the page that Danny Guerrero issued to them on trout populations. Nobody has been able to provide me with any real data on trout populations except for speculation well here's the thing the most Florida of the association. most of the information they get or that, that they do get especially me i'm on a I'm, i get a phone call once a week from fwc they ask how many charters i ran how many people were on my charter how many fish did you catch and the captains who fish more than anybody else that are fishing 200 times a year that's your best data that you're going to get it's not from no, any no, joe schmo no it's not at all I, i'm a fifth generation fishing in tampa bay i fish four to five nights a week i catch just as many fish as you guys do and 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 there's hundreds other just like me just yeah, because Papa. you have a captain's license doesn't make you the I, no, I, it doesn't. But you know what? The captains, the captains go voice their opinion. You have an opportunity to voice your opinion when you know it's coming. You need to go out there, bring whoever you want to bring in your following, and speak your mind. The opportunity is there for you to speak your mind. It's not that they're not allowing you. You're upset that they're doing it on a eight o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Maybe they can move it to another day, but it's there for you to division, speak. Not in Havana, Florida. 
not five hours from our division. That's, that's just the way it is. It, 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 I, I can't I can't tell you anything else about it. I mean, it is what it is. The opportunity's there. Yeah, it sucks. It's that far away, but unfortunately, my brother, it's just the way well, it is. It doesn't suck for the FGA, and it doesn't suck for the CCA. It sucks for the average citizen is who it sucks for. Yeah. Well, and hey, next that, year, that, next, next, hopefully you don't got to worry well, about it next year there. and everything's I hope open. To see you there. I'm like I say, I'm not against the closures. I just want. I want it to be fair for everybody. I want the average citizen to have his say-so in it. And we really, as citizens, we have to work on this. We have to get together and go do it. Because right now, it's no different than PETA taking our bear hunting away. I they just decided what was good for the people and took it from us. Yeah, We had no vote. We had no say-so. Well, and I really appreciate y'all letting me voice my opinion. Yes, sir. And, uh, you're, I mean, a lot of people feel the same way. It's not just you. I mean, we're not. Yeah, I mean, we're not disagreeing, and with that's you, why, but... and, and that's why we opened the lines because we wanted to hear someone's opinion, and and we wanted to hear someone's opinion in in, in your eyes, is, and uh, we appreciate the phone call, and you you make a valid point, but uh, you know the FWC once they say something, it's on. You got to follow it till next year. So we appreciate your call, brother. He's already. I think he's already gone. He's off. He's out of there. Well, well you know, I mean, look, you gotta you gotta pay attention to the FWC. Lets you know when all these things are happening. Yeah. It's Tony I, I, tells us all the time. Just go check on it. That they we knew that meeting was coming. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, they have and, corporate and, offices. And when them. the when the captains, you know, I know he says he fishes four nights a week. Whatever the the captains, when you have a group of captains like just out of the Gandhi area, I think that's coming to where you're going to get like offshore. Like Dylan Hubbard has to has to report exactly what he catches that day and give them data. It's coming for the inshore Dude, guides. I, too. I get, I'm ready on a phone call list that I, I have two different numbers that are saved in my phone and I know it's FWC. And I, and his point too, he was saying, no, oh, you know, I fish four nights a week. I catch as many fish as you. Yes. But there's, there's 50 guides out there. There's not as many people that are like him that can catch fish like that. Yeah. It's just so your your better data is going to come from guides as long as it's true. Yeah, and that's and as long as they're and, and guides really want they're going to give you the best data. They, they're not going to lie to FWC. Yeah, I mean they created their own association, FGA. Yeah. I mean they, I mean I'm a part of that. I'm not a guide either. Yeah, and I, I'm a part of their association. It's just as long as they give true information out. That's that's yeah. It, that's, it's a good way to. I mean get it's your hard data. it's hard it's hard to gather all the data that they really true data that you need, but that's the most truest data you can get. Is out of people who are out there two plus two hundred plus days a year, you know, catching fish all the time. So it is what it is, folks. Sorry, but you ain't keeping no redfish snooker trout till May thirty first, two thousand twenty. So you better uh, you better start learning how to catch other fish, or better start going hey, to Cox. Grouper, grouper opens up soon. Yeah, June Grouper American Reds, the ARs are be open here yeah. shortly. So, uh, but we appreciate y'all tuning in to Flats Mafia Radio one hundred two five The Bone, brought to you by Southeastern Fish and Tackle. You guys, make sure you take your big rods out there. Don't miss out on the Cobia. Yeah, go get you some eels at Southeastern. Yeah, go, go get you some eels at Southeastern. They'll uh, point you in the right direction. Y'all have a wonderful Cinco de Mayo. Have a Patron for me. Two fingers. Flats Mafia Radio on 1025 The Bone. It's happening.